What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, Uber Lyft Driver, and Gig Economy News. Presented by UberLiftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and, uh, well, hey, let's get it on. Well, we kind of have a uh, handful of different topics tonight, for sure. Uh, let's see where to begin. I want to end with that. There is a, uh, we're going to readdress something here at the end that I thought wasn't going to be the biggest issue, but today it turned into one. So um, we will be talking tonight when we conclude this. Uh, we're going to be doing a little whistleblowing on uh, FEMA-approved money for the states, PUA2, CARES Act extension, whatever you want to call it, that were the executive orders of President Trump. But first, we have four categories for Uber tonight. Um, bogus PR stunts, uh, false promises, collusion, and the wild card. So, uh, hmm. Well, let's jump in with the wild card first. Uh, okay, so Uber is still going through their battles with the United Kingdom on keeping their status of being able to use the app and uh, for drivers and passengers both to be able to use it in the UK. They've partnered up with the boats that we talked about, um, but we're still facing that. We're also facing algorithm lawsuits over in the UK uh, with Uber, and uh, there is a minicab lawsuit going on. But, hey, today... They teamed up with, uh, what is it, Car Trawler. Um, they will be doing rental cars directly through the app now, the user side app. Uh, we'll be able to rent cars instead of summoning cars. So in the UK, while they're going through their very last appeal to even be able to stay a company in the United Kingdom, they are going to be teaming up to do... Uh, rental cars. Well, we've heard of this kind of thing from Uber before. It really has never done well. I call it the wild card this week because I'm wondering what the reason is for this. Uh, I mean, I just don't think it's I don't think it's a money maker for them. I don't think that car rentals and teaming up with this uh, car trawler is going to really is is their big idea for for drawing revenue in the UK. I have a feeling this has something to do with the lawsuits and offsetting the platform is just being for riders and drivers. Um, probably see a lot more of this in the upcoming, uh, who knows. But again, we are facing the, the final appeal with Uber very soon now. It's next month in the UK, and they have no more extensions. They have no more appeals. This is it. This is their final appeal to fight being able to stay a platform in the UK. We've seen this before. I mean, they always seem to get it at the last minute, pay off the right people. Um, and occasionally, especially when it's not in this country, we've seen them leave countries, come back a week later. Uh, seems to be payoff type situations and things of that nature. And Obviously, I'm not presenting any proof here to that, but all of us drivers and, and those of us who have followed uh, rideshare news for the past five plus years 
um, are kind of used to this when it comes to uh, other countries, especially when you go back to pre-four years ago when uh, Travis was still running the company. We absolutely had some worldwide craziness going on. But let's move into what was the other? Oh, what was the other one of the four? Let's do collusion. So, uh, Russian tech giant Yandex has been team or has now. They on Friday they signed the deal. They have teamed up with Uber Autonomous and will finally be merging the two. And Uber will be letting go of Uber Autonomous from the Uber um, from the Uber money. So it's going to be separated as a separate company. And Uber Autonomous Division is going to become merged with Yandex from Russia. And they will retain the name Yandex because Yandex will own a 73% stake with all, all in for them. And Uber will have a 19% stake all in their autonomous money. So they obviously saw this as the better move to go with this company and team up. Um, we can tell by the breakdown. If if you go back and uh, you can search on UberLiftDrivers.com on the website, you can search Yandex. And you'll see that they, I mean, it's definitely a lot of money. But in comparison to all of the other companies out there doing autonomous testing, um, it's not like Yandex is one of the the biggest players. So obviously Uber, having taken all the hit that they have this year from the pandemic and COVID and stay-at-home orders and everything, you know, just the year-to-year that we've seen how much they're down and it's not surprising. This isn't one of Uber's bad moves. This is just what the world has been. But um, obviously the self-driving technology, as I've been saying for a long time, just needed to end whatever little technology developments Uber had made. I thought they should just sell them and get out of this. Um, and I've been saying that on the podcast here for a while. Uh, looks like that's kind of what they've done. They've, they've essentially, whatever limited technology they have developed actually in this industry or this tech, in this tech field specifically, is worth 19% to this company, Yandex. I mean, because the name Uber, whether we like it or not, it carries a lot of weight with a lot of people. So Yandex acquiring Uber in the autonomous and fully swallowing it, that kind of says a lot. I mean, um, but it also says a lot about how little Uber autonomous was worth. And that's kind of what we always knew, just like autonomous is nowhere near being real. So... Here we are, you know, they, they lied to the shareholders for quite some time um, and used that as, you know, before they were public. Um, you don't have to, you know, a lot of times it can just kind of be like, hey, we need some, you know, we need we need some more capital behind this. And, uh, yeah, before, I mean, we all look forward to them going public because it kind of, it at least alludes to there's going to be a lot more honesty. But, again, we're dealing with Uber. Um as far as like accounting to uh, the um, uh, to the uh, to the Nasdaq and the Dow and all that, that has to be done. But all the fun years of being able to just say, "Oh, we're in all these things," have to be well better accounted for now. So it's it's not surprising this was finally done. I'm gl- I'm actually glad this was done, but I call that one the collusion 
for obvious reasons. Um, if I would have to explain that to you, then it wouldn't be funny anyway, so let it go. Let's go to what was one of the other ones. Oh, false promises. We have two false promises. Um, Uber's VTOL division, the vertical takeoff and landing. Um, okay, let's let's summarize this real quick. Uber VTOL uh, quickly turned, or wait, it, it's, it began with uh, Uber flying cars. Okay, it was there for a couple of years which became Uber VTOL, or Uber Vertical Takeoff and Landing, um, was going to be able to do it on all these buildings in every city, um, none of which have landing pads on anything, and uh, um, had no signs that any uh, airspace in the United States or other countries would let them do this other than at low-range testing facilities. But they once again are claiming um, a fake date, they say that it will be fully live by 2023. But I remember when VTOL was, we would be seeing it by 2019. And then it was, it will be fully live by 2020. And then we hit 2020 and it became another one of those religions that outdates itself that was made up 30 years ago. And the alien spacecraft should have been here by now. So they've had to rewrite the books. So that's kind of where we're at with Uber VTOL. Um, they just kind of falsify that once in a while and throw it out there for investors. Again, I wouldn't wouldn't shock me if VTOL gets sold off to one of the companies who actually is very invested in this. Again, you can find those all on UberLiftDrivers.com. Um, but there's a lot of them. There's a lot of VTOL and uh, and those kind of uh, vehicles testing going on in all the countries and whatnot by much, much bigger companies and with a lot more technology behind them. So Uber, again, was never going to be the company to do it. It was just a, a play for investors in the beginning. But it looks like they're starting to make these moves like, hey, let's get rid of all the crap, which is exactly what I've been saying. Um, you know, get down to the nuts and bolts of it. You know, it's enough with the junk. We don't want to hear about it. Uh, Rideshare drivers need to be paid more. Gig workers need to be paid more. Quit wasting the money on the fields that we know you were all throwing it away on in the be to begin with. But uh, the other fake claim that was made, okay, and this is all over. I actually posted a post uh, today called uh, Uber New uh, Bogus Tech and Fake Dates. So if you go to uberliftdrivers.com, you will see that. That's one of the articles posted today. And in there, I've got seven or eight different links to big publications that wrote up some good pieces on this. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it basically is saying that uh, Uber, by 2030, according to three publications, or by 2040, according to uh, Reuters, or by 2030 and 2040, depending if it's U.S., Canada, or other parts of the country, according to one other publication. It's all in the post on UberLiftDrivers.com that's called Uber New Bogus Tech and Fake Dates. So if you go look that up, you'll be able to find, you'll be able to read the first paragraph in, the, in there, what publication it's from. You'll see the link to read the whole article. And some of them, they're not just all overlapping, so you can kind of read them and and kind of follow this story into what a joke it is. Same old stuff, false promises. Um, used to it. But, uh, 
gotta say boys over at uber it's getting old and we're all on to it too by the way so um okay last week we talked about uber requiring passenger masks now here's the this is the one i'm calling the bogus bogus pr stunt because it was last week that they said they are going to require passenger masks and i brought up a bunch of points so we're just i'm just going to rewind it and kind of resummarize it here so that we can uh again call out uber for what they've done so in may in the beginning of may we were supposed to see drivers and riders have to produce facial coverings and that the software would be able to chime in during a ride at any point to either and video recognize you through brand new technology that Uber had developed. Um, this we heard about mid-April when the pandemic was just getting going and we were told early May we would see it live. May came along and they said that the tech was coming along but that we wouldn't see it till the end of the month. End of May came along and there was zero new tech. All they did was take the driver app photo ID that all of us who drive have had to use before where you have to pull over and it says, you know, pull over and take a picture of yourself before you, before you can accept any more rides. You do that. It's got the two eye holes. You put your face on the, in the circle and, uh, it takes the picture and it says it's verified. Well, all they did for the for their brand new technology that was going to cost all this money, all they did was make sure that your nose and mouth are covered. So when you put on a mask and you take the picture, it says verified. But we, as we've discussed, have done everything. We've put duct tape over our mouth. Um, one of the drivers from upstate New York uh, sent me one of the funniest ones was moving his hand over his nose and mouth. In real time, while he, he, so he video recorded on his phone, and then it said verify, and you saw him slowly move his hand up from his chin upward until his nose was covered, stop, and he did it slow, and paused, and then it said verified. So it was a moving mask that was a hand, and it accepted that. There is no technology there, and I will debate anybody at the tech level over at Uber, if they're going to claim at all that that is technology, that is bogus BS. Um, but anyway, this was for the drivers only. The um, riders never had to do any of this. So now Uber's saying for the safety of, of everybody that riders are going to be required if they show up to a, so if I, if I'm a rider and I request an Uber and it shows up and I go outside and I'm not wearing a mask and the Uber driver has to explain to me, the passenger, sorry, I can't take you. You don't have a mask on, which we all know. I won't get into all of them has caused many fights between drivers and passengers. And I'm not just talking about verbal discussions and verbal heated arguments. I'm talking about full fist punching, um, ripping through a homemade plastic screen in Florida and choke holding the driver until he pulled over with the guy's son in the car in the backseat with him. Um, all kinds of weird stuff. The mask dilemma has been huge 
Um, there's mask bullying going on in schools and things of that nature already. And so, of course, there is in these Ubers, too. And Uber, the company, won't step up. They're making drivers, who are your own independent contractors, of course. So one of the feats of your business is this. But they, what, what they're doing is making the driver catch each rider who doesn't wear a mask, cancel their ride, and then their forward that rider will always have to produce a mask before they can call for a ride. So I don't know why right out of the gate they're just not saying all riders always have to show that they have their mask on just like us drivers and just like Uber said they would in May. But not only do they have to do that, they have to get caught first. Uber's also said that they were going to start doing this last week, but as I told you last week, they're going to wait till the end of the month. They waited till September 1st to release this. And said that it would be mid to late month. It will be the end of the month. So again, they're just buying time. And then even once that time's bought, they're hoping that a driver and a rider will work it out if the rider doesn't have a mask. And that the driver won't report them a few times because that could affect that rider using the platform again. They're just not being forward. And they're trying to, they're operating a horrible business. Because a good business would do it correctly and safely for everybody. However, they're making they're they're waiting till you get caught once. Same old Uber, same old bullshit. Um, <laughs> okay, well, while we're on the on the subject of the best company Uber in the world ever, um, there is a company that is being dubbed the Uber of lawn care, and I was thinking to myself, you know, there was a time when that is a pretty big deal and would actually, that's cool. That might mean something these days. I would never want that tag. So the thieves of the, of, of lawn care or, um, I I don't know, (laughs) maybe, maybe this actually works in this regard, but it's the Uber of lawn care. It's called green, green pal. Um, it's in Wisconsin and it launched August 21st. I just was turned on to it and I just was checking them out. And it's cool. It looks like it puts you in touch with uh, um, somebody to do your lawn in your area. Um, But at this point, we should have the Uber of everything. Um, (laughs) I mean, you should have the Uber of paper towel and toilet paper delivery. You know, there should be the Uber of, uh, um, of everything. Window washing, uh, whatever. Um, because I mean, there is already, there's, there's already apps coming out that are just, that just take work. So, I mean, and we've had platforms like that on, on the web for a long time. It's more just becoming very fluent apps and, um, intuitive and, uh, streamlined and, and the better looking, more streamlined, faster app that can put you together with what you're looking to do with a nice, clean interface that's going to be the one to win. I mean, I hate to say it, but you could have the same engine behind six different faces, and it's going to be the prettiest, most displayable face with the most appeal that's going to be the one that is the best, even though it's the same nuts and bolts underneath. So let's be honest. But Green Pal's out there. Check them out if you're in Wisconsin. Um, I have not dug dug in, dug in yet with them, but... Uh, you know, I read I read the couple articles I saw on them, and I thought, you know, that's cool. Um, 
I hope I uh, wish them the best, and I hope they're doing it right, like our friends over at Launder, word up, and uh, some of the other companies who are coming out and doing things right. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Maybe maybe I'll be done picking on Uber for the night, but maybe not. Maybe not. Eh, maybe one more, but we'll see. So it looks like the California Attorney General plans to go after food and grocery delivery after it's done with Uber and Lyft. I'm, I actually am, I don't want to say shocked, but I already, I guess I already expected this, um, especially since DoorDash has been throwing, you know, millions of dollars matching, almost matching funds against Uber and Lyft, um, to defeat AB5 in California with Proposition 22. So I, I already thought that the Eats market or the food delivery portions were in it. And I guess I figured the Instacarts and, and grocery-type delivery apps were in there as well. Um, I guess, I mean, from the sounds of things, I, I guess it's maybe it's only because it's a specific lawsuit that Uber or that the California Attorney General and that four cities in California are suing Uber and Lyft for not obeying AB5. So maybe what it is is that after they're done suing them, they're then going to sue DoorDash, Instacart, all those for the same thing. But maybe they're trying to see how this goes first, and maybe they're also trying to see what happens with Prop 22, because at this point, a ton of money has gone into Prop 22. A ton. I mean, sick amounts. It's crazy. Um and uh, it's been brought up quite a bunch. In fact, uh, I know that the Proposition 22 cam- campaign by Uber and Lyft, again, you know, I, I, I mentioned this a few weeks back. Um, there was some attacks on Vina Ball online, and, and I didn't really appreciate that, you know. I mean, everybody has the right to an opinion. And again, there, it, it, went, it stepped way outside the lines of having a discussion. And people, we have to be able to discuss. I mean... One side's no better than the other if neither are discussing. But even that, I mean, you, no matter what, you don't have the right to go after people directly. I mean, come on, you know let's let's not let's not be like let's not be those people. I mean, you know, if you want independent contractorship, I mean, I do. But here I have other gigs too. I mean, right now my other gig. <laughs> um, my my prime the the primary big gig that I like to do is uh, production. So I do a lot of productions with bands and this and that and the other and going on the road. Um, I've done laser lighting, sound, uh, a lot of stuff, and for a lot of big acts and a lot of huge arenas. Um, I've I, I lived in Florida for a few years and I and I did uh, work for one company specifically, and our primary clients were. Uh, Carnival Cruise Line and Disney Industries and uh, um, Nissan and Toyota Corporate. So we had massive accounts, but if you just listen to what I listed off, Disney World, uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, uh, corporate shows in event centers at hotels, this is that production industry has been affected more than the rideshare industry for me. So this pandemic and covid hit those two industries almost as bad or worse than it hit the restaurant and bar industry so i mean what i loved to do was production and then when i would be able when i when i wasn't doing production i'd be working full-time 
Uber Lyft from from here in Denver. And that worked well, and it worked well with my son and his school. And this year, we're, he's in he's started high school, and he's doing online school, and they're not back yet, and um, production isn't back, and I've got to get back into the gig economy. And um, because we've talked about this a bunch, the gig economy is not going anywhere. Uh, so, and in fact, it's it's every article I've been reading shows it to be nothing but growing. Um, it's just how will it grow? And, uh, um, you know, what changes need to be made, maybe not as harsh as California AB five and stuff, but we'll see how prop 22 plays out out there. Again, a lot of States have their eyes on that, to see what happens. Um, but I think that, um, again, going back though, for me, that, that wouldn't be perfect. So I'm glad I'm not in California cause I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want AB five, but I, again, I've said this before. I've talked to people on both sides. I understand why the people who want it want it. I understand why the people who don't want it don't want it. But what I don't understand, or what I, I do understand it, but what I hate is that some people go after people specifically. Um, you know, uh, Vina really didn't deserve that. I, I chat with Vina from time to time, and uh, she's been nothing but awesome to me. Um, she's answered quite a few questions for me when I've had them. She's, she's been a good sounding board. Um, heck we have a lot of times we just talk about our kids and we talk, so we don't, we're not, we don't even chat business sometimes. So, or what, what's going on, but regardless, um, those are articles that are surfacing again that I spoke about a couple weeks ago. Um, Dara Care, not Evil Dara, Uber, but Dara Care from CNET. Good Dara. We love her. Shout out, Dara. Um, she wrote an article last week on it, um, a very good long article on this, on Vina, um, and what was going on with the Prop 22 campaign. And then there's a few more now that have been written, too. I think, um, uh, did Carolyn said with the San Francisco Chronicle write one, too, I believe? Um and there was one written in the LA times that I saw either today or yesterday as well. Uh, again, just, you know, let's keep people out of it. Have your opinion, you know, vote yes or no on prop 22. That's up to you. You know I mean? It's your duty to vote. So, and if you're in rideshare, you absolutely should be voting on this. If you live in California, you have a hand in this game. And if you do, then you should absolutely be voting on this. Um, but we have a link up, I think it's on show number 19, so two weeks ago, that uh, will take you to the uh, AB5 or the Prop 22 page that will explain exactly what the proposition is, how it's worded, it's changed in its wording, so I would recommend reading it a few times. Um, again, propositions tend to be tricky worded sometimes, so... Um, just read it a few times and see what you think, and then find you know find your side like you would with everything else, and be ready to vote on it. And that's how this country works. So perfect. Uh, what else do we got this week? Okay, we had a Chicago Uber Eats driver who was a family man um, was shot while driving in Chicago this weekend. We had a man jump out of a lift on I-95 uh, by jumping out the window. So the car was on I-95, Interstate 95 on the East Coast. I believe it was Florida. 
Um, it's always Florida, right? <laughs> um, but I believe it was Florida. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the passenger jumped out the window and was killed by another car that came by. Uh, but the lift, so the man jumped out during a lift ride. The details aren't out yet. Um, I think that they are there because I, the, I read a few articles on this and one of them, um, had said that the police did take a statement and I think that the driver definitely had something to say, but they weren't releasing any details yet. I don't know if it was just, uh, you know, I don't know if if it's something that they didn't want the family hearing or whatever, or that they didn't want getting out. Um, regardless, I I think there's a story there. I don't know if and when we'll hear it or what's going on, but just another sad event. Um, another sign of the times and just, um, this isn't even a rideshare comment, but just how everybody's got it rough all the way around right now. Oh, Atlanta police are looking for a Lyft driver. Uh, his name was Roy. And he is wanted for uh, beating his passenger. Okay, so the passenger was complaining about bad uh, driving, swerving uh, back and forth in and out of lanes. The, the man had texted his wife that he was worried and uh, um, that things were going bad on the ride. I guess he was on his way to the, I think it was the Atlanta uh, airport. Yeah, it was Atlanta. And, um, when the driver got there, he couldn't find the rental car place. So clearly we must be talking about either somehow a driver that doesn't go to the airport much or one that, uh, maybe a new driver. I don't know, but he couldn't find the rental car and, uh, the rider got so paranoid and scared. So obviously there's a lot more in between these lines that you veteran rideshare drivers will have to fill in the 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 matter here because i don't know it but somewhere in there the the rider said hey just pull over i want to get out this is this is uh not i'm i'm not feeling this i i'll just walk from here so there was a little argument the driver did pull over and then the driver started driving away and the passenger was yelling at him hey stop stop you got my luggage and he ran up to his trunk and opened the trunk And was pulling his suitcase out. When he turned around with his suitcase, the Uber driver was there and cold clocked him. The second he turned around, knocked him on on the ground, went back to the car and drove off. Um, So they're looking for this guy. uh, And I really (laughs) uh, don't know what to say about that. Again, just a sign of the times. This is just the craziness that we're dealing with in this world, man. It's just... It is it is that crazy. It's that weird. Okay, so we talked about this last week. Uh, we're going to talk about it again right now because we've got to do a little bit of whistleblowing here. Um, so we have a problem, Houston. Uh, last week, we talked about uh, the FEMA pandemic aid that was going to be PUA2 or uh, FEMA's pandemic aid or... Um, a CARES Act extension, as everybody knows, the Republicans and the Democrats are not coming together on how to help out the people. So the PUA payments that stopped end of July, uh, never were fixed. 
the packages we know the price tags on um, were one trillion on the Republicans and three trillion from the Dems, and we know that the Republicans came up a bit to like one four, and that the Dems were willing to come down a bit to like two six. But this has been going on since July now. And they haven't been able to agree. We don't know how those packages exactly break down, but we know that they have not settled. They have left everybody in the lurches. Um, So President Trump uh, made executive orders that were not actually legal to make. They were not, it it was not his place to make these executive orders. My guess is, is that he knew how and how this would be carried out. At the time, I was concerned because. Instantly, I had talked to a few people, and we knew this is you can't do those. Those executive orders won't carry because the House and the uh, Senate have to agree, and they have to make those kind of numbers work. You just can't make them executive orders, and they get carried out at that amount. But anyway, um, what he did was said 300 a, um, a week for a few weeks, and then FEMA, or and then 100 more would be added by the state. He made those on a weekend. The next last week after he made those orders, FEMA kind of, or two weeks ago, FEMA kind of clarified it. So FEMA was actually called in to carry out his executive orders, which is not FEMA's role. However, FEMA does have the right and ability to do so. So they carried out the president's executive orders or were in the midst of. um, And as I said last week, we had 34 states that had applied and had been approved. Now, the deadline for applying for the remaining states is September 10th. So this Thursday is the last day that your state can apply. I don't know if we're still at 34 or what. Um, I do know that there has been a problem going on that is going to affect all rideshare and gig workers who were receiving the initial PUA. Um, today we had some news bust and if you were on Twitter, you saw uh, a bunch of people, we were trading some screenshots and uh, a lot of DMS and I have a lot of proof of this right now. I am hoping to work with somebody through a bigger publication on this. Um, I'll be speaking with him tomorrow. I also had other interests from other places, but, uh, this is local and somebody that I've worked with before. And I'd like to see him carry out this story because, uh, I think it needs to be told. I think it's just horrible what they've done. So basically, um, what I said last week, that if you if you were going to get this 300 a week from FEMA, um, which was only supposed to last three weeks, but it was going to backdate, so you'd get three weeks. So you, you were going to have an essence chance at like six weeks of FEMA pay, which was 300 a week plus 100 if your state was adding that 100 in. There were only like four states. There was Montana, Kentucky, um, New Hampshire and somebody else. I can't remember who it was. You guys it's on the website, uberliftdrivers.com. Um, but there was one more state that was going to add the hundred. So that'd be 400. So let's take those to the side for a minute. So FEMA had approved that if any state applied, they would have $300 pandemic aid to anybody who was getting PUA. There would be no reapplication and that if you were getting the, the the 600 PUA, you would then get the 300 FEMA money. Now, the only state that has started this is Arizona. And a couple drivers down there um, have already been receiving this for a couple weeks. 
So we know that it exists. We know that it works. We've seen it. We know that FEMA has approved it. We know that every single state that has applied to FEMA has got it. However, everybody that I know in Colorado who has been on unemployment insurance because of COVID-19 and the pandemic, um, who was receiving PUA, had been you have to receive a certain amount of UI benefits. So the way that every state did it was they gave you X amount of UI benefits in your state plus the 600 PUA. So your total was this. Then you were able to choose if you had your taxes taken out of it or not or if you wanted to do those at the end of the year. Most people chose just take them out. Some people did choose the end of the year. Now, when PUA ended, you were still left with the UI from your state, even though it might have been a very minuscule part of the money you were getting per week since 600 was pandemic aid, you were still getting a certain amount of UI, and that's how they got you into the system. Every state did that. Every state was giving you state unemployment and still continued to do so because the 26-week norm to get unemployment was extended by 13 weeks and became 39 weeks. So for 39 weeks from the time you applied, you can get unemployment insurance. For the first 16 weeks of that, you were able to receive PUA on top of it. Then the Dems and Republicans did not meet on a number, so it expired and nobody has seen anything since. Arizona started seeing a little bit of the FEMA money that was the executive order. Here's the kicker. To receive the 300 extra FEMA money for the three to six weeks plus that it might run, you had to be making unemployment insurance per week in your state of $100 or more. Now, a lot of states go down to like 60 or 70. Some don't go below 100. So if you're in one of those, you're fine. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to pick on my state today because Every single person I know on unemployment insurance that works in the gig economy, every one of them, or, and, and also, oddly, every one of them that I'm about to mention, um, or that I'm speaking of here, every one of them was making over 100 when they first applied, and PUA was going to, and have been over 100 with that same amount minus the PUA since until today. So, here in Colorado, you file your unemployment insurance on Sunday. It gets processed on Monday. It gets put into your bank, if you're doing online deposit, on Tuesday morning between 1 and 3 a.m. when the bank resets. So, everybody that got their payment today was, uh, that was over 100 before, and some of them well over. It wasn't like they were 110 and went to under. These are people who were at 180 to 240 a week of UI payment here in Colorado or 230. Every one of them went into the 90s today, which means they will not qualify to receive the $300 FEMA payments starting next week. Um, there are other states doing this as well. Uh, people, so the people in the biggest need right now are getting screwed over by your states. Um, and we're going to demand a bunch of answers because we're putting together a ton of data right now. I mean, I, I really, and I want to thank everybody 
all the listeners we've gathered, all the listeners that have been with us since the beginning, all of our social media followers really appreciate this. You can find all of our links up on uberliftdrivers.com. And Rideshare Radio is also coming to uberliftdrivers.com, so you will find that page on there as well. But you can get our social links right from uberliftdrivers.com. Now, because they're moving everybody under there, and the payments are supposed to begin here in Colorado from FEMA next week, they're not going to be paying gig and rideshare workers the extra money when you need it most and when you've been hurting so bad. So we're going to be raising some serious issue with them and uh making a big big stink big attention and uh hopefully um the person i'm talking with tomorrow will do the article here local because uh the other publications aren't here in the state um i'm sure colorado public radio would pick up on it too but um i really am hoping this guy gets it because at least here in colorado i have specific details and I do on some other states too, but I have a lot of details from people that were just miserable today saying, you know, last week I, we were talking about this on the, on the podcast and they thought they were fine, but now they're under a hundred. What, what gives what's going on? Not only did that happen, people yesterday, um, was labor day. So on Sunday, Colorado, you, uh, unemployment insurance gig worker rideshare drivers um, when you put in that you you needed to when you did your weekly uh, yes I need to collect my funds for the week you did that Sunday on Monday on Labor Day on the holiday for labor they processed your money cut you 40 to 70 or you know 40 to 60 percent of what you were getting to put you under the marker so that you can't get extra aid on the holiday for labor unbelievable unbelievable and colorado labor you got some answering to do okay because we started off just a few months ago during the pandemic with this podcast but we're already up uh, up we're 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 just a couple hundred under 7,500 listens so far since first week in May. So we got some listeners here. We got some problems and we got some problems with you. So you better pull it around and figure that out because we're going to, we're going to make, we're going to make noise. We're going to make big noise. Um, this is not okay. Uh, especially because FEMA has granted the money. So this is a state decision. FEMA said, yes, everybody that got already received PUA can have this as long as they're making over the 100. But you, the state, cut that money when you had no right because the, all of our money shows. It even shows it, – it, it's showing it in Colorado at least as the same amount we always received a week. But your deduction went through the roof before you get your pay, and then your pay is under 100 bucks. There's going to be noise about this, people. Um, and if that wasn't clear enough, don't worry, because we're going to be making a lot of noise, and you're going to hear all the details on it. But that should be clear enough. If you want to contact us through the website, uberliftdrivers.com, that's always encouraged. Um, you can also hit us up at uberliftdrivers at gmail.com. Um, you can hit us up on any social media platforms. Um, you can find all our links on the website page. 
And, uh, yeah, so we've got screenshots, we've got labor reports, uh, we've got some issues to raise with these people. Oh, and, um, I did take the time today to call the Colorado Department of Labor. This is very worth noting. It is a new system from when PUA began, and it says everything can be automatically answered. If it can't, you can schedule a time for a callback. So... It asked a question, and I said, reduction of unemployment benefits. And it gave me three options, none of which met the the answer I was looking for. It said, if that doesn't happen, uh, request a callback. So I just went went through the circles here for everybody. I requested the callback, and it said, and let's, let's note that today is September 8th. September 8th. It said, would you like to schedule a callback? We will the the soonest date we can call you back is October twenty second. October twenty second, and it also said the new system is live twenty four hours a day. That we don't have to call during the eight to four time anymore. So it's twenty four hour system, and the soonest callback they can make is October twenty second. When PUA ended in July, again, Colorado Labor Department, you're going to hear from a lot of people on this because this is BS, and we call out BS on this show, and it's BS. And other states, you're doing the same thing too. Maryland's doing the same thing, and we got I got word from a couple others today, and I'm sure I'm going to get word from more because I'm sure that we're not the only states doing it. But you're going to hear from people. Because FEMA, FEMA approved it. What you're doing is wrong. And, you know, I've loved Colorado since I've lived here. I've spent, I spent half my life in Michigan. spent half my life here. And a couple interludes in between the two. Um, but, honestly, I've seen population grow. I've always liked our state, though. I've, I thought, it, you know, it's always been about a lot of good things. This is so wrong. And this is the kind of thing I actually love about Colorado. As much as I love the mountains and backcountry uh, snowboarding and camping in the summer and all the things we get to do to love this state, one thing I love about it is that things just kind of end up how they should. I mean, especially like a lot of like... uh, um, Political type things, even if you don't agree with a politician elected or whatever, our state just kind of balances. And it's one of the perks. But this is exactly what I would expect Colorado not to do. So we're going to demand answers and we're going to demand to get them and we're going to pass them along. And until then, we'll make a lot of noise about it. Okay, so to end on a good note tonight, um, I did tell you I would uh, I would read you the or I'd, I'd let you know the five most listened countries and the five most listened states uh, to the um, podcast since we started in May. Again, we're right up near 7,500 listens, um, and we appreciate everybody. We've got tons of new listeners, lots of comments, lots of feedback, um, and really appreciate it. We've had, we've had amazing guests, and uh, look forward to keep moving it forward. But uh, so here, here it goes. I'm going to count them down to number one from number five. So the mo- the five most listened to countries that are listening to Rideshare Rodeo podcast are in this order: number five, Canada; 
Number four, Italy. Number three, the Czech Republic. Random. That is so random to me. Maybe maybe it's not, but it's random. It seems random. Um, and these aren't a couple of listen. These are like hundreds and hundreds of those listens, even though the majority does come from the last two. Number two is the United Kingdom. And number one, of course, the United States. Now, the five most listened to states in the United States. Um, six, seven, and eight are also very close to five. So we do have some other runners that are really close. Like, um, <clears throat> well, I'll just read them and, and we'll go from there. So number five, Arizona. Number four, Utah. Which is kind of random, too. I know we touch Colorado and Utah. I know that we're, we're sister states that our whole state touches, but there's just not a ton of people in Utah. I'm, I was kind of surprised by that. But number four, Utah. Um, number three, California. Number two, Texas. And number one, as always, people, Colorado. That's right. Um, but Georgia, Nevada, and... Florida and Washington state were all big as well. Um, so yeah, so they all come close to, uh, and then last that I want to say our five most listened to episodes. Now remember like last week's episode or the episode two weeks ago, um, has not been out since the first week of May. So episode one in the first week of May uh, we didn't have as many listeners, but it's been out the whole time, and people could be listening to it now, um, whereas last week's has only been out since last week, so you, it obviously is not making our top five. But out of the 21 episodes we've done so far, the five most listened to in the countdown order are number five, episode number five, which, of course, was Launder, and uh, we had a great conversation with them. And that gig company startup and what they're trying to do and making people employees and giving them the benefits. And uh, we still hope things are going really well with them. We will be checking back with them soon for sure. Um, check back with Vanessa, see how they're doing. Coming into number four, episode number 13. Um, that's a good one. Coming in at number three, episode number eight. Uh, that has the rideshare horror story like that one too. Coming into number two, we have episode three. That was a PUA episode special. That was, uh, it's like a 30 minute episode on how to file for PUA. And it was, it was one of the first ones we did. It was mid May. Um, it was for the people who were kind of last coming out and it was when we were starting to work with autonomy.jobs. Um, and David who we haven't had on the show for a while. So we're going to get, get David back on. But coming in at number one, most listened episodes was episode number 11. So I'll let you look those up. Episode number five, 13, eight, three, and 11. All right, good people of planet Earth, be good to each other. Do something awesome for yourself. Do something awesome for somebody you know. Help somebody across the street. When you're going to the store and not working gigs and you got to get some groceries, ask your neighbor what they need. Do them a favor. Do something nice. Let's bring back the karma that will destroy these labor disputes or whatever our states are trying to do to us. Um, because the states are going to need gig workers. Gig work is not dying. 
It's being rewritten a little, but everybody, everybody that looks into the gig economy knows it's here to stay. And that's a fact. Um, We're in a new world, and the gig economy is not going anywhere. It's part of it. So get used to it, people, if you're not already. That said, uh, I will see you back here next Tuesday. Um, And stay, stay tuned with us on this labor thing, because every state so far... Or most seem to be going through it. Uh, I even am predicting that Arizona is going to be going through it soon, too, even though I'm in, a f- in touch with a few, few people there I'll be checking in with because I want to make sure that they, like today, they hadn't still hadn't been paid. So we were, we were waiting to see if one of them specifically had been paid, a um, friend of ours here on the show. But uh, anyway, um, check back with us on all that. Keep up to date, um, especially on Twitter. But trying to get more of a Facebook presence going as well. But be good to people. Be good to yourself. Do something awesome for yourself. Uh, Here in Colorado, FYI, I think a lot of people have heard this by now, but it was 96 at my house and sunny yesterday. Um, It was 93 last night when the sun set and there there was ash falling in the sky. The sunset, the backdrop was orange and the and the sun was red setting and it looked beautiful but we all know it's not it was completely unhealthy air that's the wildfires and today we are at 31 degrees this afternoon and uh freezing rain all day it got down to around 27 too um and snow all day and there's actually accumulated snow on my fence um, so from we dropped a good 60 degrees. So if you don't believe in climate change, you are a psychopath. Okay? Uh, that's it, guys. All right. I'll see you back here next Tuesday on the Rideshare Rodeo. Peace!